Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet, a betting site with a difference. Not only are we offering the best available odds on a United win, we've also got exclusive special bets created by Reds. And as we share half our net profits with the United supporters community, no matter what, the fans can always end up winning. Check out our website, redarmybet.com, or download the app, Red Army Bet. About fans, by fans, for fans. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. It's the final game of the American pre-season tour and I'm in a car being driven by a lad from Salford who now lives in Dallas and it's a, a large vehicle. I'm told it's a redneck truck and there's a big open space in the back and he said, well, this is a rental. Wait till you see the one that I've got at home. It's got 5.4... What? Five seven V eight. It's got five seven V eight, which is like talking in code to me. What does that mean? Five five point seven liter. Right. Why does anyone need a five point seven liter car? It's Texas. Everything's it's bigger Texas. Better, everything's it? bigger. Super size me. <laughs> yeah. So, can you tell? The um, the, the tour has not been good from a, a footballing perspective, but I feel full of contradictions. I, I was at the, the team hotel yesterday. I spoke to lots of the different players, and you know what? The mood's fine. The mood is fine. The players just want to get home to the families. They want a, the season to start. Um, they're, they're building up their fitness. And in contrast with that, the headlines are, are almost overwhelmingly negative, and that's because of Jose Mourinho, who throughout the tour, apart from right at the start, um, has been very, very miserable. And he's had chance to be um, optimistic. He's had chance to be positive. And basically, at every question... He's gone for the most negative angle. So that might be from talking about the World Cup and Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp have complimented their players for having great World Cups and Jose Mourinho has talked about the negative side of it, about them missing for the start of the new season. He even said during the World Cup that he wanted Serbia to lose so that Matic could come back earlier. Well, Matic is out anyway. And... I I still want Jose Mourinho to be Manchester United manager. I still think he has the support of the majority of fans. It's not as high as it was. And it has dipped this year, especially after that Seville defeat. And it slid towards the end of the season with some really poor football, which we're not going to talk about again because we've hammered it on this podcast. But I think there are as many reasons for positives as negatives. Several of the players had really good World Cups. What if they can carry that on? For Manchester United, Paul Pogba, uh, Victor Lindelof, the lads who were involved in England, that could only be a positive experience for them. Marouane Fellaini, World Cup semi-finalist. The manager's got what he wanted in Fellaini staying. David De Gea spoke to him yesterday. He stayed. He could easily be a Real Madrid player playing against Manchester United uh, tonight. So I think the players that we've got in a very good squad, a lot of them could play better than they did last season. Of course, it's up to the manager to get out of them. And I think there's a risk that if the team are as negative, maybe is the wrong word, but if, if they're as restricted as they were at times last season, some of the players could have a real problem with, with the manager. And the club are still trying to get a central defender. Uh, they, they've tried to get Harry Maguire. Leicester City do not want to sell their best central defender. They don't need the money, as I said last week. Their turnover's higher than AC Milan's now. They don't need it. But if you're Maguire, you want to go and join Manchester United. Uh, no team wants to lose one of the key players on the edge of the season. And the club also feel that um, there's no massive issue with Mourinho. They feel that the, um, the transfer window is not advantageous to Manchester United because European rivals have got longer 
to conclude their business. They've got three weeks longer. And from this tour, you know, United have not won a game yet. I can't ever recall a pre-season where United have not won a game inside 90 minutes, although Milan were beaten uh, on penalties. I'm not too concerned about the results. I'm more bothered about Alexis Sanchez looking good and playing well, although he does no media. It's just as I, I want to play football. Um, Andreas Pereira, who's been the best player on this pre-season. He's going to be on this podcast later on in it, so you can listen to him. I've followed his career closely. I've spoke to him many times when he was in Spain. I think he's a very talented footballer. I'd love to see him establish himself at Manchester United. Will he? It's one for the manager. I don't pick the team. Fans don't pick the team, but he scored a great goal in Ann Arbor. And what I liked was that he had the confidence to take it. He picked up the ball and he told me this. He said, Alexis was going to take it and he picked the ball up. He said, no, this is for me. I'm confident. And, and that confidence was vindicated as he scored in front of 101,000 people. Great, we want to see more, more of that. And then there's more players going to be coming back in. So there are, there are negatives, there are positives. If the team win the first four games, all of the hubbub around the pre-season will be forgotten. And if they don't, uh, people will trace back the decline or demise of Jose Mourinho as Manchester United's manager. As, and the, as this being one of the, the, the pivotal points. I mean, he was asked in, in LA last week, could, can this team win, win the league? And he just said, I don't want to answer that question. So on one hand, he could have answered it and put a positive spin on it. On two, he could have answered it and lowered expectations. But by just saying, I don't want to answer that, how can he benefit from saying that? As a journalist, I drove 70 minutes across Los Angeles to hear him say that. Uh, so he's got the backup of the media and you contrast that with the, the way that Liverpool, whose who's media relations and, and public um, relations, they're, a they're ahead of the game. They're miles better than United. Uh, Jurgen Klopp meeting proper fans in Michigan last week. And United players have met loads of fans. Um, they've done loads of sponsorship, but they haven't met the 30 fans who've travelled over from the United Kingdom. They don't even know they're here. You know, not everything should be part of a sponsorship or a commercial package. And so there's, there's pros and, and negatives from this tour. I'm going to fly back straight away, like the team, out of Miami. Uh, I'm looking forward to United against Real Madrid. I thought it was brilliant when they met in Ann Arbor. Uh, four years ago and United won that game so that shows how pre-season form can be misleading wasn't so good in the first half last a year ago in the Super Cup final they were outstanding Isco was amazing uh, but this is only, only a friendly so I'm with four other United fans here I think they've all been on the podcast which shows how long we've been doing the podcast at one stage or another we're driving through the streets of Miami it's a city where looks really do matter you just see the beautiful people everywhere we've been down South Beach um, and the lads are talking about um, the ocean currents and the type of marine life you find. Actually, they're talking about how, <laughs> how fit the Colombian waitress was. They've been in a hotel with um, where Jesse Lingard and Marcus Rashford have been. I mean, they're only five miles away from where their teammates are, but they're on holiday and they're entitled to, to be uh, on holiday. So if you introduce yourself, lads, and I'll ask you some questions. Most of you, well... You, you, I think a lot of you met living in Dallas and the Dallas Reds is one of the the bigger Manchester United supporters clubs 
Um, but I'm sure the lads will, will tell us about it. But you're not from Dallas originally, are you? What's your name where are you from? Uh, um, my name is Avi. I'm originally from uh, Madras, uh, India. Avi? Uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> Avi. Madras place, not the curry. <laughs> we, we, we need to clear this up again just for absolute clarification because it's five years since we had that, that chat. I, I, I love meeting people from Madras or Chennai as it is now. Chennai. And I always ask them the same question. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you ever get asked by anyone else? No, actually, right. that well, was the first time. It's an yeah. English thing then. Chicken madras is a very popular dish yeah. in England. Yeah. But if I asked for a madras in madras, what would happen? Um, nothing. You said they'll say you're here. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't exist. No. <laughs> it's like all these dishes, like tikka masala, rogan josh. That, that, oh, th- those do exist. They but, do uh, exist. Yeah. Okay. But there's nothing called uh, madras. There's nothing know? called yeah. madras. No. No. You're I not, mean, you could, you could probably ask for like a chicken madras curry, or uh, you know, like or like a chicken chettinad yeah. curry. So chettinad is like the cuisine which is more popular, like the south of India where uh, like madras is. So if you ask for a chicken chettinad curry, you'll probably get the, the chicken oh, curry. But uh, if you ask for a madras, no, no. I'm I'm still going to do it one day in my life. <laughs> and if the way it says, no problem, son, coming up now, I'm just going to prove, <laughs> prove you all wrong. So how long have you supported United and, and why Manchester United? Uh, I, got, I got told off for asking why the other day to ask, but I'm, I'm genuinely interested how people from around the world support Manchester United. I think it's a legitimate question to, to ask anyone. Absolutely, including yeah. myself. <laughs> sure, yeah. So, uh, I mean, so 96 was like, uh, you know, the first time we, have, like, we had like uh, ESPN uh, in India, like the, the sports channel. And then um, the way I started watching was, uh, so we had the India Tour of England cricket uh, match going on and I was watching that. And then, you know, I just watched ESPN all day. And we started getting all the Premier League games on TV. So we just used to get like uh, United, Arsenal uh, and Liverpool and uh, Newcastle that time. Uh, games and then you know I just just picked uh, United '96 and then you know that just got uh, hooked onto it from then on. So when did you move to the United States? So I moved here like with, uh, around 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, I moved to Florida first. Uh, this is where I studied, and then I moved to Dallas where I met these guys. And you know from then on, we've just been doing tours every summer. So and what was it like when you met these guys? You know, oh, it was, from it was, England, from Manchester. It was it was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, it was. I mean, the way uh, the way you know supporters in India is, is a little different compared yeah. to like you know how the actual football supporters around the world. And you know, especially when I moved to Dallas, I mean, that's what I found out. Like you know, uh, how is like, it different? Uh, it is different in the sense that you know, in India, like you know, people uh, there's no culture of in terms of getting together yeah. to watch the matches. Uh, people watch matches like with, but with their own family, at, you know, their own homes, and like, you know. I've been in a pub in Bangalore and seen right, you know, two or three hundred Manchester United fans. Absolutely. So, so over the past ten years, you know that you know that's when it's kind of started on. So when when Premier League was uh, when it just started in '96, uh, you know it, it was not, it was not really big in India. Like you know that's when people just watch at home. Like you know I used to watch with like with, with my dad and you know maybe a couple of my neighbors at home. But like around uh, mid 2000 is when like you know uh, the 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 football fanatics fandom if you want to call it you know started in India and that's when people started you know having like their own pubs and going to their own pubs to watch the games and uh, and right now like you know the the the, the local clubs in India are well supported yeah uh, I've know. watched I've watched Bangalore in the, in the I League and they've got a fan culture they've got a block where all the vocal fans support the, uh, yeah uh, uh, yeah it's getting better and 
It's come from quite a low base, hasn't it? Because for a country of a billion, more than a billion people, if I'm not wrong, uh, it should be far, far better at, Ab- at football. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, that's what we keep talking about. So, you know, so right now there's like, uh, so there's like a, a fan club called the Blue Pilgrims who kind of follow the international, the Indian international team all around. And then, uh, I mean, I know that they're already planning like for uh, the Asia Cup, which is happening next year in the Middle East. Yeah. Just to like, you know, go together and you know, sit together, sing songs and, you know, get the flags up. Uh, and the B Block, I should mention, the B Block Blues in Bengaluru. Yeah. They were a, they were a good group of fans. <laughs> and I, I know that United are hugely popular there because I, I probably get more abuse from Indian Reds than any other nationality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's calmed down a bit since I said it on a podcast. But oh, yeah. I, I, when I've been there, you couldn't find a nicer group of, of, of people. But right. like, I felt like I do apologise for not telling you that Manchester United are going to not sign Lionel Messi tomorrow. What do you want me to do? I'm a, a journalist. <laughs> I write about Manchester United. I know. You know, yeah. but there's... Um, there's some very excitable Indian Reds, is, yeah. is, is, is yeah. what I'd say. But so you're over here now, and you you watch the games in the pub with all the the Dallas Reds. Pretty much, yeah, mm. yeah. And then uh, you know we do this every summer. We like, do you know, the tour, to, yeah, to every summer. So you know, when I get a chance, probably go across the pond. So that that's pretty much it. And how many times have you been to Manchester? Uh, probably maybe once. Yeah. So yeah. You've been to yeah. Old Trafford. Yeah. Yeah. yeah once. So yeah. Which game? So it was, uh, it was good. It was United Crystal Palace. So yeah, sounds yeah. like which 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 Palace game? <laughs> You're hooking us all, eh, mate? Well, tell us about your trip. I mean, it was good. I mean, I mean to be honest, you know, it was more. It was more. The first trip was always more touristy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. you know, it's 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 uh, uh, you know. You, you was it as good as you, Was it as good as you hoped? Because if I remember my first time at Old Trafford, what struck me was the the. the the greenness of the pitch that in the middle of Trafford Park where my dad worked right. it was just this amazingly green even in the 1980s there was still a bit of green on it but it just sort of wow and it only lasted my first two or three trips as a, as a young a young lad right what, what, was it good uh, it, for you? It, it was definitely surreal like you know the yeah. first time when you just walk up and you know, see the pitch that's definitely uh, surreal mm. and then I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to, to the next one you know I, I just want to do a away game with these guys like you know whenever they go back so I mean that's definitely uh, on my to-do list and maybe probably do a Europe away because you know I do listen to all the stories on podcasts like you know uh, (laughs) all the interesting stories on podcasts especially Europe away so you know that's definitely Euros away yeah (laughs) Sammy can you put the AC up a bit I'm I'm learning American here in in Phoenix I heard the phrase hopping from AC to AC was that hot to walk outside on the street Aaron you've been on the pod before You're, you've been in Dallas for a long time now can you tell us about the Dallas Cup which happens every year um, Manchester United usually send a team over of all their best young players and I think a lot of the players have have, have been over and, and played it why Dallas what is it tell me about the cup it's just um, so basically Gordon Jago runs it I think he he played for Millwall yeah. and he had I think he did a I think he managed an MLS team while he was over there well you know a few years back yeah. um, and he just it's one of the best youth tournaments in the world they have, you have literally teams from everywhere Japan England um, everywhere and over the years like Rooney played in it um, cleverly played in it um, you know they don't come every year United they come probably I think they come the last two years they had a little break so they have a few breaks here and there, and I'm not sure really why they have breaks, but they always get invited because they bring quite a few people there, you know. So 
And then when they watch. come over, you'll see them, you'll meet the coaches, you'll yeah. let them know that the Dallas Reds are there, and you find that the club are, are very helpful. Yeah, so basically, um, what I typically do, we get hold of Pete Holland, who runs Man United USA, and I'll just say, hey, can you, you know, afford him an email saying, you know, if they want to come to our pub and watch a game for players you know, can do anything with us or, you know, the coaches, please let us know. And typically when they come over, they want to, you know, the old, the guys, the coaches are a bit older, so they want to see the area. They might want to have a few beers. So, you know, that kind of thing. Um, we had like Tony Strudwick um, come over um, back in March. He came to our pub. He did a little charity event for us. So Tony, um, Tony was the fitness boss. At correct. United. Yeah. Um, head of youth development. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. You know, having me living over there, it's over here, sorry, in Dallas, you know, and having them come over, just the players, and, you know, it's a big deal because you don't get to go to games all the time anymore. So, you know, when we're promoting it with, like, our group, we're saying, you know, this is your chance to see the stars of the future. And um, which stars have you seen and, and more recently? And were, were there any players who you thought would really make it and just, just fell away? Yeah, so we had... Um, so Yanazai was over. We got to meet him. He was a really nice kid at the time. Um, and... Uh, who else was there? Um, Lingard. Yeah, Lingard. Yeah. Lingard, he was there. He was a really nice kid. Um, and then li- this year, just gone, in March, um, Chong was there. Um, there was also um, Mason Greenwood. Mason Greenwood looked really special, brilliant player. And uh, all the coaches were saying, he's the one, you got to watch out for this kid, he's a fantastic player. So, And I, yeah, we got to meet him at the team hotel, and, and I, I'm 6'2", and some of them were towering over me way bigger built than me because I'm pretty chubby as well and not don't work out that much so so yeah they were all um you know they were all uh big fit kids and like you know really nice really nice lads pretty shy as well you know it was a really really kind of surreal experience but nice and humble yeah yeah really nice they all signed a like a shirt for us and stuff yeah they're really really good kids yeah Brilliant. Talking about big lads, uh, Sammy, you put a couple of pounds on since I last saw you, mate. You're from. <laughs> you could have went either way with that. You could have either went left or right. <laughs> You're from Salford. I'm allowed to slate you, mate. You're from Lee. You're from Lee. Lee's rugby league. Right, Lee's a rugby league town. Yeah. I think there's problems with the rugby league team there at the moment, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Lee's not Salford, is it? No, is it Wigan? Lee's near Wigan. It's part of Wigan. Just off the East Lanks there, but halfway between Liverpool and Manchester. How long have you lived over here now? September 2001 The day before 9-11 actually Moved over Yeah Bit bit of a wake up call Following day I'll tell you that So you've you've moved to a new country You've been here one day And And, and you saw that happen And then World War 3 Happened the following day Pretty 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 bad But Get on with it Um, And what took you over here? My mum lives in My mum's an American citizen Right And I knew that I could She could do my paperwork And um, for me and get my green card for me and, and I thought if I leave it too late if I leave it till I'm later on so I come over when I was 28 and uh, got, it, got it all done got and before ready. you were 28 because I used to see you at United Games yep. everywhere did you go home and away? lot, lot of um, lot of home games few aways love to go into Anfield and stuff Everton would go mm. and what was your your best moment going to matches in England what was your highlight you were in Barcelona no when I was young I was in Barcelona yeah I was in the Tercera Graderia yeah. on the halfway line which was those seats don't flip up so I came home with scratches all over my legs I remember that couldn't even walk the following day but that was a great night they're, uh, they're still old and even more sun, sun bleach yeah. Yeah. they're starting to redevelop the stadium next year but, I heard uh, that it has aged quite uh, quite a lot since they last did it up in 
1982. And, and how are you feeling about this year with United? You know, you're talking about Mourinho there. I mean, if he does his three years and hops off mm. and goes somewhere else, where is he going to go? Mm. He has to be in the spotlight. He is an attention seeker. He's had success wherever he goes. But let's have a look. He's not going to go to Barcelona. I don't think they like him there. He's not going to go back to Madrid. No, they, they don't. I, I can tell you that for a fact, yeah. I don't think he's going to go to Madrid. If he goes to any team in Italy, it's a step down from United because the league's, sorry, it's not as good. Paris, he might go there, but he'll get bored after a year. So, if I'm him... How do you know he would? Because you can, you're just going to win everything every year, aren't you? They've, they've never really... Because of the competition they're in during the week, uh, leagues, uh, with the... Uh, what's it called? League on. League on. Yeah. They're not playing super opposition. Mm. And they always get caught out in the quarter-final stage of the Champions League because mm. they're not tested. When they come up against proper opposition, Paris, mm. it's over. I, I get what you're saying. I'm just playing devil's advocate yeah. with you. Yeah. If you and say then, to someone, do you want to live in Paris with your family and marriage PSG, you'll have unlimited funds, that's still hugely attractive. Of course it is. But from a football standpoint, it's not. And if I'm Mourinho and you truly want to emulate Ferguson, you've got to stick at a club and go for it. And what, what about... They leading PSG to win the European Cup that must be I can't see them doing it Yeah, but they've been close they've been close is it, is it ever going to happen though I don't know I think I think it tends to happen you know when teams come close Chelsea were knocking on the door for a few years United were they, they tend to win it in the year that you don't expect them to right so let me ask you this then if he goes to PSG mm. does his little two or three years and wins the European Cup mm. and then gets cold feet again which he, he's done all his career where's he going then I don't know but it, it, he needs it, to stop yeah. he's burned bridges he needs to stop he needs yeah. to get stuck in and like I said do you he, not think he's the right man to take United forward now or can, I, you, not, I, can I, you not see beyond him doing three years I, something's gone on something's gone on where I mean you, you want to see an attacking winger a Perisic or a Bale probably Bale's ne- never going to happen you want to see another forward you want to see some more dynamic play if he buys, if he if he's allowed to buy a Bale type player or a, a great centre forward type like a Harry Kane esque player, I think if he trusts his players one hundred percent, he'll let the hounds loose. Why would Bale move to Manchester United? He plays for the best team in the world. He lives in a brilliant city, and the main the main rival to him on the pitch has now left for Juventus. It's it would be we might see it completely differently, but. Manchester United are not at Real Madrid's level at the moment. I uh, I agree with you. I think I think uh, so I, I keep saying it and it winds everybody up. I said we're doing the Liverpool. We have we have this like self entitlement where we think we should win every game, you know. Uh, and it's, it's not happened. Mm. You know, we, we've been a, a laughing stock mm. at some points with with with, with your Moises and your Van Gaals and stuff. And, and, uh, Do you think a right winger is important? I think I think width's always been the case at United. The club, the club know about this, but what if I said that the players they've identified don't want to come or can't come, or the that, clubs won't sell them? Well, that's because <clears throat> we're on a decline. Play, you know, your Perisic ten years ago, fifteen years ago under Ferguson, if he's playing at Milan and Ferguson says, "Hey, come on, he's on, he's on, he's on a plane," you know. Now, but United are not like they were now. Or is it the club or is it the manager? Because I know of, of players who have not come to Manchester United because they would prefer to go elsewhere because of, because of the manager. I think it's still a very, very attractive football club to join. Mm. 
United can certainly compete with pretty much anyone in, rem- in terms of money. Yeah, I remember. Um, but Ma- Manchester is not as not perceived to be as attractive as Madrid, or Barcelona, or London, or Paris. It just isn't. You're probably right. But so, are you optimistic for this season, or as pessimistic as you sound? I wanted to just I wanted to just go for it yeah. because it looks like they've got the players to go for it. And at the beginning of last season, I was talking to Jason about this. We were battering teams four yeah, nil. Every other game was a four nil. And then he come out with a statement, and I've been lambasted for saying this. They come out with a statement of, my son isn't going to come up to Manchester and watch games with me. He's on a train to Paris to go and watch Paris Saint Germain, yeah. and he says. What's going on in Paris now is fantastic. They've got a great team, great future. And then he said, I, I don't think I'm going to spend the rest of my career at United. In fact, I know I'm not going to spend... You, you, you can't say that. He's, flutter, he's fluttering in his eyelashes one, and, at someone else. But we, Sam, he's always done that. He did it when he was Real not, Madrid manager, well, when he knocked Manchester United out of the European Cup, <clears throat> when he said accurately uh, the, the, the best team didn't win today. He went in United's changing room after the game. He shook hands with everyone. It's, it's easier to be magnanimous when, when you're the victor. But he's always looked and set himself up but, for another move. But after that, from going from battering teams, I mean, you know, I, agree. Gone, I don't he, think he, them we comments to, were wise. And we he backtracked from them. Something, like, yeah. But sometimes you can say stuff, and it, it obviously, we, by then, what had happened is we went to Liverpool and drew nil nil, and they parked, they parked the bus. Mm. They went to Huddersfield and got beat. And I knew then, we were level on points in 19 with City. Yeah. If he'd have kept going, kept going, and something happened. I don't know what happened to him, but that's it. Yeah. And the football. The, the brakes were put on. Before yeah, the that, was very football good. declined from there on. Yeah. Then we drew those three games over Christmas uh, the, your Stokes, your Burnleys, and uh, Leicester. Know, Leicester. And they're 2 2. With, I think Maguire scored, didn't mm. he, for them men last minute. And, and that's when it stopped. And, you know. So we can play well with the players we've got. Beat City away, Arsenal City, away. Yeah, we beat City Chelsea, away. And Pogba even said Liverpool, it after then, didn't he? Said, Tottenham. you know, I just, I just wish we'd have put in some more better performances. He said it in the, on Sky, didn't he? He said, I just wish we'd have gone for it. I just wish we'd have just this season. So, you know. Jason from Baltimore originally, you've done some stuff for United We Stand. You've been... You've been to Old Trafford loads of times. You moved to Dallas, where I think you met all these lads, and you're now living in Florida. What's the football support like in in Florida, and the support for Manchester United? I would say uh, I don't really know too much about the support uh, for the other clubs. Um, I, I live sort of up north, kind of away from Miami. There's pockets of United support um, in Boca. There's pockets uh, in Miami. There's a couple of different groups. Um, as far as the other clubs, um, I, I really haven't been too um, too involved uh, recently, to be completely honest with you. Will Miami's MLS franchise, should it happen as it is expected to, headed by David Beckham, is that a good idea to build it in this city? I, I think it is. I think it's fantastic. Um, I'm really looking forward to it, as passionate as I am about the game. Um, Miami is a great city. It's it's what we call you know the gateway to South America. The South it's Americans full of South Americans. Oh yeah, yeah you've got who like football. Tons of Brazilians and South Americans. It's a melting pot. Who go to football? Who go to football? Exactly. Um, and, and and what uh, Bex and and his partner Jorge Massa proposed 
um, I think is going to do great for the city of Miami. It's great for the kids because there's you know, going to be this massive complex where um, you know they'll have fields where kids can play. There aren't a whole lot of parks in Miami, um, so I think that's going to be great for the people of Miami. Plus, they're going to have businesses and corporations and that sort of thing that'll be able to um, bring some additional. Uh, economic stimulus, you know, to, to the city of Miami. So I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. I'm really excited about it. If you're a talented kid and you want to play football, can you afford to play football if you're from a poor family? Because I've seen this issue crop up a few times in recent weeks. It's a sport played by the middle classes here and watched by the working classes or the, the Latinos. And I know that that's a, a, a generalization because in Toronto, it's not watched by um, predominantly Latinos, or or in Montreal, but certainly is in, in LA. But I'm told that people, young kids, get accepted into these programs, and it's eight hundred dollars. It's more than it, that. It, okay, but that's my point. In the rest of the world, footballers tend to come out of the poorest class because they've got nothing else to do. The kids are just playing football on the streets. That's where they're honing the skills. There's many exceptions to that, but. Is there a ring of truth there? I think so, to a certain extent. A lot of the clubs have their youth teams and their academies, and parents typically have to play unless the kid or pay unless the kid's really special. Yeah. Um, but as you progress and grow older, if you don't go, if you don't take that route, uh, they'll play in high school, they'll play in college, and that's when they may get noticed by a bigger club and and potentially get you know selected to go wherever Europe, South America, the UK. Uh, right. You just said route. Right. Yeah. Why do Americans pronounce words in, incorrectly? I mean, it's, it, it's English. It, it's from England, right? Route. It's clearly route, like Route 66. Or what do you say, Route 66? Two countries divided by a common language. Right. You're still owned by us, effectively. So I want to get to the Tre- bottom of this. Tre- treasonous. Uh, uh, what do you call us? Treasonous colonists. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, peasants. Uh, treasonous peasants. Yes. Al- aluminium. Is 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 aluminium. What do you call it? Aluminum. Right. Which other words are there? Toilet. If you want to go to the toilet, what do you say? Where's the bathroom? There are others. Twat. I can't think how about, of them. How about twat. Twat. <laughs> the elevator? Twat. We're elevator. not going to take the lift. The head. With the head, I got to hit the head. Hit the head. What does that mean? That's the toilet. Hit the head. Hit the head. Yeah, I don't a, don't think shitter is used around <laughs> England. That's that's just a Mancunianism. <laughs> I'm going to the shitter. Oh, uh, shitter. <laughs> uh, any others? I mean, you, you do spell some words incorrectly Donica. as well, don't you? Donica. You guys one. like to put the extra U in the word, right? Like uh, labor and favor. Yeah. Right. Honor. There's no need to have that U in there. R-E. Yeah, but it's our language. We invented it. You're just supposed <laughs> to copy. We made it better. We perfected it. <laughs> So we're on the interstate now. It's really busy. The traffic in the city is... Rush hour. Is, well, it's rush hour, yeah. And I think that Miami's a boom city as well. Even the toll as, roads on the side, the two like... Yeah, the toll roads busy as well, so. where you can pay extra. But as Jason was saying, it's, it's like a gateway to South America. And a lot of the financial services for South America are located in Miami. A lot of the best, con- I think Miami is probably the best connected U.S. city with South America. You can fly to regional Brazilian cities uh, from here, and it's it's a boom city. It's doing really well. I think it's riding a wave of of America's current economic success. Is that down to Mr. Trump, your fabulous president? 
I think. Um, <laughs> oh, I think, right. Uh, Don't. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're divided on Trump. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm joking. Right. I, yeah. And I, I, I get the impression that Sammy and I argue about this okay, all the time, and right. I don't know whether you were trying to light a fuse or what. No, no, I okay. did. Right. So you, you like you like Trump? Unemployment down. Yeah. Gross domestic product. Four point one percent. It's highest it's ever been. Yeah. All right. Illegal immigration is down ninety percent without the wall. Yeah. Am I admirer of the way he tweets and he yeah. communicates? But he's badly advised and ignores his advisors. Yeah. But he's getting stuff done. Uh, if there was a war tomorrow, if you rescinded your British passport, would you have to fight for America? I don't know, mate. I don't know what, what I've what, got. What do you I'm, travel I'm a on? permanent resident, so I'm st- I'm not American yet. Right. So I'd probably. What they did in World War Two? They put the Japanese in camps, didn't they? I might get put in a camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that Britain and America are going to go to war, but the, there is. But it won't last been long, a, would it? There's been a bit. Well, it depends who it was. If you went up against Britain, it would, because you'd get beat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Manchurian first and foremost, right, mate. You're I'm a Manchurian. Manchurian, yeah. Um, that reminds me once of in the days of hooliganism in the 1980s. Um, it's the best time. Scousers. Glorious time. Um, Shout! United were going to Liverpool, and there's a big mob of United going there. And I'm too young for this, but I got told it. And this scouser shouts, "The Manchurians are coming!" Rather than the Mancunians. So, <laughs> I probably that, I put the fear into the scousers. Eighty-nine there when we got beat one-nil, Molby penalty. Jim Layton had a great game, believe it or not. Yeah. It was his second or third game for the club. And we were coming out, and it was Stanley Park there. You go through Stanley Park where the coaches were near the Everton side. Yeah. And um, the policeman's on the horse, and he says, he "says Coaches that way." Yeah. Trains Lime Street that way. Yeah. So, so then it all it kicked off, and then yeah. one, one United fan, I don't know, it was a really loud, deep voice. He said, "Coaches that way, fighting that way," <laughs> and 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 uh, it was pretty bad. And the police didn't know. They could they couldn't do anything, could they? Really? No. It's. I mean, there's a lot lot less violence now in the games between United and Liverpool. So we've had a good talk here. Um, Pereira is going to come on in a short while. I'm going to head uh, down to the Hard Rock Stadium. There's, it's a it's a big uh, sport town as far as I can see. The Dolphins. Uh, I know I know a lad who goes to every Manchester United game home and away, and he goes to reserve games, and has done for a long, long time. He's not an oddball. <laughs> he's, a, he's a he's a top lad, and he loves the Miami Dolphins. I'm not going to embarrass him, but he's called Grant Cass. And uh, he watches every single Miami Dolphins game. I don't even understand what the rules are. Do you like? Do you understand what, yeah. what what's going on? What have you done? You've just like copied rugby and put helmets on. Yeah. Oxygen <laughs> every four yards. Right. It's a game of field position. Not about scoring. It's a game about of, of field position. You're a fan. You're a convert. I am. Yeah. Who do you support? I support the Ravens. Being from Baltimore, it's my. Uh... Do, do you? Would you go to games? Oh yeah, we still do. My dad and I still have season tickets. I go home for a couple of games. I like to do the aways too. Um, so I'll do Atlanta. Would be away fans? Yeah, but they don't. They don't. You get to sit next to the home fans, so that can go either way. You know, it depends on. Um, How much is a season you know. ticket? How much does it cost to watch a game of NFL? It's go ahead. about a thousand per per ticket. It's a little bit. What they've done is they've made. So that's the, over a hundred dollars. That's a hundred pound a game. Yeah. So so basically, what they've done, we have preseason <laughs> games. So we have a bunch of preseason games first. So you get two home preseason game so they reduce the price on that a little bit because you don't get to see the top players and if you do get to see them they only come out for a few snaps who's the main man tom brady is he the best player here in uh, the country tom brady i think yeah he's he's been a fantastic quarterback he's won a lot of trophies he's and he's been, married to giselle he's a good looking guy he's got a beautiful wife yeah 
God just said to him, you son, you're going to have the lot. <laughs> and, yeah. and the best teams? The best teams? It's hard to say. I mean, preseason kicks off here in a couple of weeks. Um, so we'll see. You know, we've got a few more weeks to see to see what happens. You've got New England who have had like a, a United-style dominance, it's haven't a, they? It's been a dynasty. Uh, yeah. Patriots. Yeah, New England Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, yeah they, the they, They've been really, really good. The, everything about them from ownership down to playing level has been consistent. And they've always added right. They've always drafted. We, we would call it buy right. Mm-hmm. As opposed to me, I'm, I live in Dallas and you love the Cowboys. But the Cowboys are, are like the Liverpool, right? I've seen always, the Cowboys... Always, Compared to United, no? They're massive. They're huge. They're, they're huge. Right. They, they call them the, America's the, team. But you yeah. look at the Patriots, right? And you take a great manager in Belichick and you pair him with a fantastic leader on the field. And Brady. And they put then Brady. And then you you know you can kind of fill in the gaps. What I'm saying was, and Jason's right, what when I say when I compare Cowboys to Liverpool, I don't I don't mean by financial muscle because the Cowboys are pretty much up there. I mean by they never win anything. They just they come out every preseason and say we're going to do this and we're awesome from the owner down to the player. Ego, 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 and they're coddled, and um, and they don't and they don't win out. They always far, shit themselves when it comes time to playoffs. Like, and it's far and go. it's uh, it's pretty bad really because they've not won a Super Bowl since 1996. It's kind of like. Kind of like Liverpool, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's our year. And ba- basketball, the, the best team is the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, um, Golden State. Miami Heat were the best team four or five years ago. It used to be when LeBron was there. Is it wherever LeBron goes, he's that good? Look out for the Lakers this year. He's just Lakers signed for Los Angeles, hasn't he? So I mean, he's not got a lot of talent around him, has he? He's got one or two, but maybe not right away. But they will. And Steph Curry, he's at the Golden State. Fantastic. We get um, a good few thousand people listening to these podcasts from America every week, so. That's uh, your American sport for this United We Stand <laughs> for 2018. Going to get into the Hard Rock Stadium now. It's the home of the Dolphins, yeah? Yep. yep. And um, let's see what's up there. There's very few travelling United fans who've made it over the Atlantic to watch the Reds on their 2018 preseason tour. But fans can watch every preseason tour game live and exclusive on MUTV. Live games include friendlies against Club America and San Jose Earthquakes before United enter the ICC tournament facing the likes of AC Milan, Liverpool and Real Madrid. United then fly back to England and on to Bavaria for a final game against Bayern Munich on August 5th. United fans can find MUTV on Sky Channel 418 and it costs just £7 a month with no contract to watch all six games. Search MUTV Sky or go to channel 418 to find out more info or to watch pre-match build-up for free ahead of each game. Hi Cheryl. Hi sweetheart. With Tom Clare going into the stadium here. Tom was on the podcast last year. I'm not going to let you use your place in the queue, Tom. It's all right, don't worry. I wasn't convinced I was going to see you this year. There you go. There you go. Good on you. Strangest places. Good on you, mate. What have you made of United this pre-season? Yeah, because you're in Manchester. The the, the pre-season, well, it is what it is, because for a start, we knew they were going to be 10 or 11 players down. So, you know, you've got to accept that. Maybe the club were wrong in, 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 the, um, in the itinerary that they've given. Maybe, you know, it's too many games in too short a period, you know. Uh, but we've, you know, we, we've got to get on with it. You know, the, the, to me now, the concentrate is, is Leicester on the 10th. That's where, where the focus will be. But, you know, I, I'm happy. I'll, I'm, I'm dying to see the kids tonight. Really am, you know, and, and see how they go. But 
there's too much negativity for me at the moment. Andy. From who? Is that coming from the manager? From the, from, no, from the fans, okay. I think. And, okay. you know, I mean, the social media's alive with it. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've got to be a bit sensible about it. Yeah. yeah, the manager, you know, it is what it is, but... The players seem to be okay. The players are fine. The players are fine with him. I spoke to ten of them. You know, so... How how important is youth to Manchester United? You've written books on the Busby Babes. You know, it's indelible. I mean, it's... it's, it's, You know, it's stamped on our history and it's got to go on like that. I mean, people say to me, ah, yeah, but, you know, you don't get many players coming through. Maybe not, but like Sir Alex said... Most of those players go on to have a good career in the football league, you know, or in football itself. And you've only got to look through the Premiership, through the lower divisions, how many players started at Manchester United? You know, so we, we have got that, you know, we, 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 we've got that um, DNA. And it is important. We've still got to keep doing it. I saw a statistic yesterday where youth products played more minutes at Manchester United um, than any other major club in yeah, Europe right. last yeah. season yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. believe it it's still current yeah, of course it is and, and, and that's why it, you know it is so important that we carry on this tradition and I think Jose I think he does you know he understands this. people feared he to. wouldn't play yeah you know there's, 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 been, there's been some upheaval in the academy you know uh, we've got to see how that goes on I mean I would, we, we were at the Dallas Cup this year you know and we saw and they should have they should have won that Dallas Cup this year uh, we've got some great kids, Andy, but it, it, it's, you know what it's like? It's getting opportunity, and, and that, at that top level, sometimes managers just can't, you know, they, they, they don't trust young players, you know, so, so they, they, you know, Rashford was one of the exceptions, I mean, he took his chance, you know. I mean, the, the, the young kid I want to see come through is Gomez, obviously. Tong, you know, he looks a good prospect. Dimitri's done all right, you know, which I'm so pleased because, you know, we had a lot with him at that Stratford High School, you know, when he was just a young 11-year-old kid, you know. So it, it's lovely to see our own young kids. I, me, I'd be proud if we had 11 homegrown players. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would never happen, you know, but uh, I, I, I love the idea of, of trying to get as many young kids because Fergie used to say that was the base of the team, you know, was that homegrown talent there, that, you know, that... They've grown up with the club, they understand it. Walking around the ground in Miami, I've just bumped into two lads from Manchester who you see on all of these trips. As a family walk past in black Real Madrid shirts. Uh, Martin, you were on the podcast last year pretending that you were a, a Vancouver Red. Oh, yeah. You're from Longside, or is it Levin June? Yeah, Levin June, yeah. How's your trip been? Oh, great, yeah. I've been having a really great time out to Detroit and then. Um, South Beach, Miami, on the beach this morning, 10 o'clock, lovely. This isn't like you, are you, um, did you have a drink last night? You hung over? No, I went for an Indian you know, this morning, I've had a bit of a sore tummy, so I think that's what's done it. <laughs> right, so you've had a day where, you've had better days? Yeah, better days, yeah. Have you managed, you were just complaining that you've not managed to find a beer? No, I've had one beer all day because I've been so ill with, with food poisoning. So, um, you know, I can see it's a struggle, but finally, how do you think United will do this season? Well, good question. Um, I don't know. If I want to be honest, I don't know. I'll have to come back to you on that one, Andy. What, at the end of May? Come back to me at Christmas. How are you feeling? And I'm with you. I honestly don't. I don't think we'll win the league, but I don't know if we're going to improve and finish second. 
or, or is that slide from the end of last season is going to continue? Well, I heard something in the paper while I've been over here that there was um, photos of the Tottenham centre-half and Willian, obviously, the selfs, because I've not heard that United have signed them. Well, they're trying to sign a central defender. Yeah, so... I mean, but they haven't done. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind Willian himself personally, but I don't know. Obviously, some people will be going and the rumours have it without mentioning any names. I think we all know. Um, and what we do need is centre half, I think. Well, William wanted to join United when he moved to England because he rang a player and said, I would like to join Manchester United. Can you have a word with your boss? That player then went to David Moyes and, and David said, not at the moment. So they, they did have a chance to buy him before he went to Chelsea. He wanted to um, come to the club. Fergus, how's your trip been? You over with your family? Yeah, yeah, we've had, a, we've had a good trip. We did a bit of a family sightseeing trip first and then went up to Michigan. Uh, I got told off for how I pronounce Michigan. It's Michigan. Michigan, man, Michigan. Uh, yeah, the only problem about that is getting over to Ann Arbor. Most expensive trip ever. Why? Uh, Ubers. I've spent more on this trip on Ubers than I ever have done in my life. Aren't Ubers supposed to be cheaper? Uh, they are, but... Yeah. Where did you get a, where did you get your Uber from? To Ann Arbor, Florida. No, <laughs> Detroit. From Detroit, we got a bus over. We were staying in Canada, and winds are just over the border. Yeah. And we came over, and we checked it before we come, and it was forty-five dollars. On the morning, well, when we got over there, it went up to ninety-five, and then coming home, they wanted to oh. start at three hundred, and then it went down to one fifty. That, that's because there's a hundred and one thousand people well, descend on a pretty small <laughs> town. So what did you pay? Uh, we ended up paying 90 to get back. So. That's a lot of money. How are you feeling about United this season? Um, you take your kids everywhere, don't you? Most places, yeah. How, many, how old are your kids now? Uh, 11 and 9. One plays with my little brother. He does indeed, In the yeah. same, Is my little brother a good player? <laughs> Better than you. <laughs> That's not hard. Better than your brother as well. Well, then, your then, brother. Then he'll, be good, then he'll be good then. No, he's a very good player. Yeah, yeah. he won... Uh, Parents player of the year and players player of the year this year. Yeah. But I, I always say it's down to the coaching, to be honest with you. Well, you put a lot of time into it, and that's appreciated. I'm not taking the piss either. You know, junior football needs people like you, and uh, the, the time that you put into it on them Saturday mornings. I'm just glad my little brother can save your ass by... Where does he play? He's a centre-forward, isn't he? Oh, centre-midfield. Does he need, drop back? No, we need, him right, mid. we need him right in the middle, don't we? 11 years old. Yeah, yeah, well... Fantastic! I'm pleased to hear it. <laughs> and how old are your kids? Well, one's obviously one's 11. 11, one's nine. So. And how many football stadiums have you seen United well, playing? I don't know a lot. A lot of countries as well, so I don't know. I'm not counting. Do they, do they enjoy it? Going with you? They, they enjoy it. They enjoy. I'll be honest with you. Nowadays, uh, they enjoy going to the match and the experience. I'm not sure they enjoy the football that much. At Old Trafford and that, the atmosphere's not as it used to be. You know, when we were kids going. I used to sit down, bottom of United Road, on the on the barrier, on the fence, and you spend half the match watching the crowd behind you, wouldn't you? Now they don't get that opportunity. So, when did you just start going United? 2008, when they won the European Cup. <laughs> <laughs> you, you started in 99, Martin. No, I think he went after 2008. <laughs> you started. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. When did we do your first game? Well, I, I can't remember the very first game I went to, but I went just prior. He was selling me to the 68 Cup final. Right. How old were you? Uh, I said cup final was five, but the best part of all that was I tell people sometimes, you know something, I fell asleep at a European Cup final and some people say, oh, I can't believe that, I can't believe that, I said I did. Who was so, in charge, Mourinho? No, <laughs> so Matt Busby, it was a 68 one. My dad put me to bed at half time when I fell asleep, terrible it was. So, 
That's that, you know what I mean? But anyway, yeah, the first full season that I went was the second division season. That's that was that like? Oh, that was, a, that, that was my favourite season ever. I can remember it like it was yesterday. I just can't remember all the other seasons too much, one reason or another. But, um, so going to places and taking over places like uh, York yeah. I mean, I was and Leighton Orient. I was 11. I was How are you travelling? Who are you oh, travelling with? I mean, I was lucky that my next door neighbour was my cousin, my mum's my sister's son. And he had a car and he used to take us everywhere, so that was it. Sometimes I was in the boot of the car, depending on how many mates he's had in the car. Obviously, I was the smallest one at 11. He used to put me in the boot, but make sure I didn't tell my mum. But anyway, that's, a, but that's another story. But yeah, second, 74, 75 seasons. And I've just gone on from there, haven't it? Really, so. Would you like, I could see if United went down another season in the second division with away trips to Leeds and Sheffield Wednesday and Bolton Wonders. I could see, it's not gonna happen, but it'd be a bus for a year, and, well, and we'd win a league. Well, yeah, you're right, probably, but we'll probably do something more that's, that maybe might happen. We'll probably end up in the Europa League, and we'll do that sort of yeah. trips again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy <laughs> them? Oh, yeah, the I Europa loved um, St Etienne yeah, and well, Vigo on the I beach. Never went, uh, I never went to St Etienne because I was on holiday. But well, I went, um, the one I went to uh, Odessa and I went to Rostov. And uh, that Odessa was a match one. We ended up in that march from the pub to the ground. That was pretty know. pretty hairy, wasn't it? Leading hell, yeah. I mean, there was firecrackers when and I thought so there was a gun being fired. I think all I mean, they did. were trying to attack you, weren't they? Well, they did, yeah. Well, Anthony Crawler, who's a world champion boxer, he didn't say he was scared actually, I think he was looking for practice. I mean, yeah, I suppose. But yeah. Uh, no, I, I've seen footage of it and it looked very yeah. scary. It was, yeah, yeah. It, it was because at one time the police just stopped and then we thought, you know, just to go to space here now and leave us to it. But all it was really, when I look back on I've looked back on it myself, was just young kids who don't even want the desert, you know. Just yeah. the, uh, Local hoodlums. Yeah, yeah, just throwing things and stuff like that. So it wasn't like. Well, it was firecrackers. Well, it was firecrackers, but yeah. it wasn't guns, thank God. But yeah, it's great. You know what I mean? I enjoyed that. Cheers, lads. How's it all been? Very good. Uh, I'm very happy. Uh, for me, it's been great. I'm very thankful uh, that that the Mister Mourinho gave me this opportunity to show that uh, what I can do, and uh, I just want to continue showing him and the staff. That, uh, that I can play here at United and uh, I'm very happy with the team and we're getting better every game. Okay, we lost today, but uh, I think we played with the whole team every time, 90 minutes, 90 minutes. So we're a bit tired, but it's, it makes part of the preseason. So we're getting ready and getting fitter. You've been the best player this preseason. Are you good enough to play first team for Manchester United? Uh, I, I, I think uh, I don't like to speak about myself like this. So. I don't know. You're if happy with how things I, have gone. I'm happy how things are going with me. Yes. Tell me about the free kick. Um, You've been practicing them. To be fair, I didn't have a lot of time because we were recovering a lot. So, but I felt confident at the moment, and I asked Alexis, and he was very kind to give me the ball. So, it's uh, I have to say thank you to him as well. Who do you follow in terms of free kicks? Whose technique do you like to follow? Well, of course, uh, you have. Um, Ronaldinho, Juninho yeah. uh, Pernambucano. Yeah, yeah, for Leon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like a lot of the Brazilian players who take free kicks. How, what's the spirit like in the United camp at the moment? Uh, very good. Uh, the team is very good, very happy. Everyone is very happy. The, the team sphere is very good. Yeah. How were you a better player from a year ago? I've watched you in Valencia. You're just playing at a higher level each year. 
with very good players. Valencia was brilliant for you, no? Yes, it was very good for me to play at a high level every week, and uh, so that's why I think I improved a lot, and I can I think I can make the step now to play every week at a very good club like United, and uh, that's that's what I'm trying to show other people. And Jose was in touch with you throughout last season, checking how you were doing. Yes, he always uh, sent me messages, and uh, it was very nice that he keep in touch with me. So it shows that he has faith in me. So I'm very happy. What was your best moment at Valencia? Uh, my best moment uh, was when um, I scored my first goal for them and uh, of course my best moment was when I started to play in the semi-final and then unlucky I got injured but that was when I was feeling the best at the time. Tell me about Fred, how's he settling in? Uh, he's a very good guy, yeah. uh, no, he's, a, he's a very good guy, uh, it's very easy you know, he's from Brazil so I'm, I'm, I'm uh, with him all the time and uh, he's a very good guy so it's very easy to get on with him. What's your best position? He just, he just beats me. My best position, I think it's uh, for me now, a number six. I think um, the Mr. Mourinho, he, he, he put me there. And uh, yeah, I never had seen me play before there, but of course he, he can see things that others can see. So he put me there and I'm playing well. So I think I'm number six now and I will try to do my best there. Why you were better than a year ago? What has improved? Mentally, are you harder? Ment mentally, I'm a more mature player. And, uh, in what way? In, in, in where you read the game? I can read the game faster and I think I can read the game faster. Uh, I'm preparing for the games better. I know my body. I know what I can do and uh, I don't make the mistakes I was making before. So I'm, I'm getting better every time. Who are your best friends at the club? Well, Joel, uh, I have a lot of friends. Joel, now Fred is there, Alexis, yeah. uh, Eric. Uh, I can name, I can name all squads. Finally, Alexis is doing very well pre-season, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. But he's he's a very good player, and it's normal he will do very well. He's, Why? What makes him good? He's just a special player. He can switch and change the game when he wants. So uh, yeah, it's, it's just uh, good to play with him, and uh, we're very lucky that we have him. So that was Andreas Pereira. I think he's been brilliant pre-season and he started again against Real Madrid, a game which Manchester United won 2-1. Some of the football in the first half was the best I've seen at the tour. In fact, it would have been the best of last season. The two goals, both of them breaks down the right, rapid counter-attacks, Juan Mata involved. You had a front three of Alexis Sanchez. You had Mata supporting him. You had Ander Herrera just behind. Matteo Darmian played very well. He crossed for the first goal. And then Mata, Sanchez, Herrera were involved in the second. It wasn't the strongest Real Madrid team, but it's Real Madrid. They're full of very good players. And even when they brought on uh, Isco and Tony Cruz in the second half, United held firm and they were rightly praised by Jose Mourinho for that. The crowd was 64,000, so it was a sellout. And that's a very impressive uh, figure for a friendly match. Miami is the place where Real Madrid probably have the most support along with Los Angeles because of the Hispanic community in the United States but we were critical of the low crowds at the start of the tour we must praise them at the end of the tour there were a lot more Reds came out as well and I bumped into them on the way out of the ground I had to leave to get a flight and I bumped into people like Messer and John Taylor and um, people who you've seen going to matches for years they just come over to Miami and then there were other lads who, who were on the tour who've seen all the different places 
um, from Sale, from Leighton Buzzard. And then we all tried to get an Uber. I put my trust in Uber. And I echo what Fergus said earlier on in the podcast. It just didn't work. The system just cannot cope. And because so many people were trying to call an Uber. And in American stadiums, and they're trying this at Old Trafford, you have an Uber park. So I left plenty of time to get mine because I had a flight and it just didn't work at all. And I would love to have used public transport, but the public transport serving the stadium in Miami, like many in America, is almost non-existent. So black mark for Uber. I put my trust in them and they let me down. I had to uh, basically bribe someone and pay them to take me to the airport for $50 so that I made my flight. So a couple of days with family and then it's Munich on Sunday. The, the issues at the moment are Anthony Martial. Um, very, very talented player, wants to leave, not got a great relationship with Jose Mourinho. I'd love him to resolve it because he's, he's hugely talented, but he's not playing. Uh, he, he knows he could get more minutes and more money elsewhere if he leaves Manchester United. So we'll do another podcast and video diary from Munich, getting there Sunday morning. There's going to be about five or 600 reds from what I've been told so far. So uh, something to look forward to. And the weather in Europe is like it is in America. Absolutely roasting. So the next podcast will be with you uh, on Monday. I hope you've enjoyed this one. Until next time, goodbye. Thanks for listening to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet. We offer the best available odds on a United win as well as a host of special bets created by Red. With half our net profits being donated to United supporters groups, Red Army Bet is about fans, by fans, for fans. Check out our website redarmybet.com or download the app. Red Army Bet, we all follow United.